I, I'm just I'm just trying to get my head around the uh, the reviews. They don't align, and they're right? all really recent. And I know that review uh, website is outstanding, right? Yeah. They they validate them. It's that's I that's a go to website, but something just is wrong about those reviews. So I, I I'm just trying to take that. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm, Elevate IQ. If you ask anyone their opinion about an ERP system, they will tell you that it's a system designed from the perspective of a CFO. Well, this might be partially true, but most CFOs would disagree with it as they would not relate with these systems just like you. But there are a few systems that take that CFO perspective to the next level. Their perspective includes the ability to dissect data across multiple dimensions, easy financial report writing and consolidation and elimination across entities. One such system is Sage Intact, which is really designed from the perspective of a CFO, but would it have the same experience in other areas as the ERP is supposed to be serving all functions equally well? In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to discuss major stories in the ERP and digital transformations in an objective and independent review of Sage Intact's capabilities. We covered several grounds, including their strengths and finance, global multi-entity capabilities, dimensions, and their report writer. Finally, we reviewed the industries where they win the most and their recent reviews. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you're joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We pick one vendor or the solution that we review independently and we always have an expert panel that is willing to share their insights and wisdom for today we are going to be covering a very exciting vendor called sage intact and the news stories from this week as they relate to erp or digital transformation before we do that we are going to start with everybody's intros I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, I am Sam Gupta. I'm principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. We help our clients with the system selection, contract negotiation, enterprise architecture, system architecture, ERP training, as well as the implementation. On that note, I am going to move to Phil for his intro. Hi, Sam. Hi, everybody. Phil Kerper with Ringling Business Solutions. 
We help executive leadership teams align their digital transformation strategy with their business models. I come to you after over 20 years in the C-suite and mid-market companies and a lot of good bruises from implementing ERPs and some good successes too. So looking forward to the conversation. All right, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Phil. Dave, can I move to you next for your intro? Sure. Thanks, everybody. Hey, my name is Dave Chrysler, and I own an operations consulting company working with business leaders in manufacturing, construction, and cannabis uh, to help them create the systems needed to grow their business. And I come to you with more than 20 years uh, in manufacturing operations and implementing ERP systems. So thanks for having me, Sam. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Dave. Andy, can I move to you next for your intro? Absolutely, Sam. My name is Andy Pratico. I, uh, I've been in the ERP business with uh, small to mid-size manufacturers for four decades. I've worked all over North America. And I also uh, educate and help companies by teaching how to uh, uncover the truth about ERP systems before, before you buy so that it increases your chances of, of success. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you so much for being here, Andy. And uh, before I start with the first story, if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically get back to you during the show. Our panelists are going to be watching those comments and questions. If you cannot get to them, we will make sure that you receive your answers. On that note, I am going to start with the first story and the first story is coming from our friends at ifs and this is the recent movement with ifs uh, we have seen at least in the last week's session if you guys recall we have looked at that they were winning a lot of logos overall in the airline ecosystem our understanding is that they are really 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 strong in the airline and mro ecosystem here, they had done a little bit of movement in, I think, I believe last year, they had sort of spun off their work weight offering, which is the FSM offering for the small to medium sized business. IFS in general is a very large solu solution. The kind of capabilities that they have, they compete with the likes of SATS for HANA. Uh, obviously, they are going to have far deeper capabilities in four areas. And that is going to be your FSM, ITSM, EAM, and ERP, those four. So they have been growing really fast. In the last three years, I think their valuation has increased by 3x. So right now, this news may come across as if EQT, which is one of the largest private equity companies we all know, may have taken off some of their share from IFS. That's exactly what they did. They have not sold completely, but the way uh, this deal has been structured, it seems that they are bringing HD, which is, if you look at their portfolio offering, they seem to be specialized in the verticalized offering in the software market. Uh, they're really strong at that. So they might bring a lot of expertise in scaling the software. EQT is great but they don't have that capability as part of their portfolio. And that's the reason why they may have brought HG. They had spun off WorkWave, but again, the, they are combined, I, I believe, uh, as of today. And I don't know if you guys have any sort of insight there, but uh, I think combined, they are going to have roughly what? $10.3 billion 
valuation, my understanding is that IFS is going to be roughly 10 and they are going to be roughly 300. So here they are saying HG will become the significant minority investor valuing IFS and work wave um, at 10 million USD in valuation and EQT to remain the majority shareholder. So they have not completely exited out from this transaction. The transaction values IFS and work wave uh, at $10 billion USD. And here they are saying IFS is, is a recognized provider across multiple sectors, including service management. That's what I said, you know, EM, ERP, work waves, suite of products empower service-oriented companies in its targeted verticals. So one of the things that you are going to notice is there is a little bit of alignment overall the way WorkWave uh, offering was structured, but WorkWave was targeted more towards SMB. These are going to be your HVAC con uh, contractors. These are going to be your cleaning companies uh, in the SMB space. That's what WorkWave targets. IFS targets similar companies, but they are going to have far deeper capabilities uh, overall in the field services market. So they are going to be far more suitable for the MRO companies, for the airline ecosystem, energy, some of the IATSM companies, such as print manufacturers or any of the equipment manufacturers, those are going to be the right fit. So that's pretty much on this story. If you guys have any comments, I can take those or I can move to the next one. Okay, so the next story is coming from IFS as well. In this particular case, we have seen IFS winning a very large logo in Konica Minolta. It's a Japanese company, I believe and uh, they are in the print manufacturing space. Now you must be wondering, okay, why did they go with IFS as opposed to something like SAP? Because in the last session, we saw that Microsoft had gone for SAP S4 HANA. So, you know, our assumption is going to be most of the Fortune 100, 500 companies. And I don't know if Konica is probably going to be in that Fortune 100, 500 or not. But, you know, the large companies typically go for SAP. Now, print, when you think of print manufacturer, you are probably going to be thinking in your head that this is a manufacturing company. So what are they doing with uh, IFS? Also, uh, you know, you might be thinking that if they are going to be so strong in their field service capabilities and the I ITSM, then why are they not going for something like ServiceNow? So here, obviously, one of the things that you are going to notice is uh, even though they are in the print manufacturing space, they have very large field service operations. They have roughly, what, 3,250 employees, and they are present in 150 countries. So that's the scale that we are talking about when we look at IFS. That's how large, uh, uh, you know, the IFS solution is in terms of the scalability. And here, uh, they are uh, saying that they are going to be deploying this solution to efficiently manage across 10 national operating companies across Europe. So Europe is another factor that plays in the favor of IFS because IFS in general is a very European solution. They have very strong presence in the Europe region. And we all know that Europe is a very different geography overall from the taxation localization perspective. We saw in case of NetSuite, NetSuite had very, a strong foothold in the European market. They had very strong localization and the regulatory capabilities for the European market. And in the European market also, there are patches which sort of behave differently. So obviously, if you are going to be selling in Europe, you need to understand the localization, the regulatory aspect of that geography. 
IFS has traditionally been present in, in, in that geography. They don't have as strong foothold in the American market. So that's the reason why they have chosen IFS, just because, you know, it's going to be far more natural for that geography. Now, uh, if you pay attention to the story, you are going to notice that they still have some of the SAP workload, but they have not been clear in terms of how these two solutions are going to sit together. Is IFS going to be responsible only for the field service component? And then SAP is going to be responsible for the, the financials. It's not really clear in the story, but you know when you are looking at such large companies, you are going to have the different mixes of different ERP system. It's very rarely that you are going to have only one system. Uh, in general, you are going to have multiple systems uh, that are going to be used unless you are looking at, you are deploying everything under S4 HANA umbrella, but typically that does not fly with most business units because they may have very unique requirements. So you are probably going to require multiple systems in general. So here they are saying AI supported planning, scheduling, uh, optimization will enable employees to align schedules uh, and optimize and deploy resources in real time, allowing them to automatically allocate work orders. And this is where the, the real sweet spot for IFS is. When you are going to look at the scheduling and planning for those 3,500 resources, right? That's a big deal. <laughs> that's a very big deal, okay? You cannot do that on a spreadsheet. And that's why you need something like IFS uh, to be able to manage uh, that kind of workload. Uh, also, the proactive evaluation of IoT-generated IoT data, for example, by production printers uh, and systems for medical image diagnosis, they are very well present in the healthcare space as well. And things are going to be a little critical there uh, overall in terms of the scheduling and planning. So obviously, they would want something that is going to be slightly more sophisticated overall with the schedule predictability. And that could be another reason why they may have gone for IFS. Uh, here, this uh, enables service technicians to predict whether defects are imminent or unscheduled maintenance is due. Again, that's what IFS is really good at. Uh, right now, I, I think I was reading somewhere and they had mentioned that IFS is roughly what, 100 customers in the cloud? Uh, now, you might think that that's probably a low number, but based on the size of the accounts that uh, IFS is targeting, the number is always going to be lower. Uh, but I think that's what they have right now. In cloud, they are going to have far higher number, but their number is going to be far lower in general for uh, based on the number of customers. If you have any comments, I can take those or I can move to the next one. So the next story is coming from Salesforce. And Salesforce, and I was actually looking at Salesforce when they acquired this company. I could not find any sort of details. I don't know if you guys could find anything. Uh, related to this story, uh, but seems like they acquired this company. I don't know how small this was. It seems like they had acquired, uh, this would be a value-added reseller of or VISV of the Salesforce mm -hmm. ecosystem. They had the privacy and compliance solution built on top of Salesforce platform. We have seen that Salesforce tries to acquire a lot of different resellers just for the consulting strength. Uh, they have acquired few value-added resellers, not a lot. Uh, so they have their acquisition strategy all over the place, uh, the way they look at the companies in the market. But obviously, they must have a strategy behind that. We just don't understand uh, what they are trying to do overall from the capabilities perspective. But here, the this acquisition is going to be a fit in the healthcare space. Uh, this uh, solution is really, or the financial services, 
because that's where your data masking is going to be relevant. So what this acquisition or the solution does is it's actually going to mask your critical data. For example, let's say if you look at the healthcare space, then you are going to have your PHI or HIPAA compliance. For that, you need to uh, obscure the patient specific information. You cannot really individually identify a patient based on whatever information you might have. Those are some of the regulations that you are going to see in case of healthcare. Now, in from the CRM perspective, I have seen a lot of similar requirements in the medical device space. I'm pretty sure they are going to be similar in the healthcare space. Uh, and uh, I, I can almost guarantee that they are going to have this in the financial services space as well. So obviously, this acquisition is very well aligned with what Salesforce likes to do and where they like to go after. So in this particular case, this is for the healthcare market. This is for the financial services market. They are trying to beefen up their capabilities. Uh, that's what we saw when we reviewed Salesforce. I can take any questions or comments, or I can move to today's solution, which is going to be Sage Intact. Okay, so in terms of the briefing of Sage Intact, I don't know how familiar you are overall with Sage Intact journey. You know, this is the solution that is one of the free cloud native or born in the cloud solution that is typically marketed as born in the cloud. There are other solutions in the market that are also cloud native. Sometimes they are going to be re-architected. Sometimes they are going to be born in the cloud, but they might not have as much market share as your NetSuite, uh, Acumatica, or Sage Tech. That's why you don't see them as often. But there are other solutions in the market that are going to be born uh, in the cloud and they are also going to be cloud native now overall from the positioning perspective sage intact likes to go after industries such as not-for-profit they like to go after financial services healthcare so any industry that is going to be slightly more non-traditional from the erp perspective meaning they are not going to be your manufacturing distribution retail they are going to be service-centric industries so any of the industries that are not going to require that deep operational functionality, you know, they are most likely going to require the deep financial capabilities. And we see the deep financial capabilities in the case of, let's say, if you go for oil and gas, you go for energy, uh, you go for not-for-profit, any of the organizations that are going to be slightly more service-oriented or people-centric, that's where Sage Intact is going to do really well. Sage Intact is a very uh, unique solution in the market because it has very deep financial capabilities. And when I say very deep, obviously we are going to contrast that with NetSuite because now that we understand NetSuite has very deep financial capabilities as well. So in case of in the case of Sage Intact, it is designed from the perspective of a CFO, but the overall capabilities are deeper. So basically, if you look at the average solution in the market, they are probably going to have the three or four or five or six dimensions, okay? Sage Intact has far more dimensions. So if you are looking at the organization, for example, uh, you know, if you're looking at not-for-profit or public sector, typically they require the analysis to be far deeper than your traditional distribution or the retail company. And that's where Sage Intact plays really, really well. The other aspect of Sage Intact is the way their multi-entity functionality is structured. That is going to be far easier, far more natural for the CFOs to be able to use. 
if you look at the competition, okay, in terms of the competition, Sage Intact is most likely going to be comparable with solutions like, obviously, we have to compare that with NetSuite because NetSuite, even though it is not aggressively targeted towards uh, your service-centric offerings, but they have very deep multi-entity capabilities in the cloud-native world. So that's why NetSuite is probably going to be comparable with Sage Intact, especially if you're looking for slightly more franchise-centric industries or you are looking at uh, Sage Intact also likes to target the hospitality industry, which is going to be very franchise-driven. So I think NetSuite and Sage Intact, they are going to compete head-to-head -head in that NetSuite is going to have far deeper operational capability. Sage Intact is going to have overall far deeper financial capabilities. Okay, And then from the competition perspective, the other comparable are going to be obviously your Workday, uh, you know, but Workday is probably not going to be as deep uh, financially right now at least. Yes, they have been installed in a lot of different places, but their core and the sweet spot is probably going to be their uh, HCM offering. And the HCM offering for the SMB, it probably it, it is not a great fit. Uh, Sage Intact has been installed in very large accounts, but those large accounts are not really, they are slightly more, again, non-traditional from the ERP perspective. The length of the transaction is going to be far shorter, as we saw in case of Microsoft GP, which was a very financial-centric solution. But again, Microsoft GP is probably not going to be your cloud-native solution. In case of Sage Intact, that's the cloud-native solution. So the comparable for Sage Intact, again, is going to be SAP Business by Design. It's going to be Workday. It's uh, going to be, what else am I missing here? Microsoft GP, Microsoft NAV, Infor, Cloud Suite Financials. Those are some of the comparable solutions for Sage Intact. Uh, Andy, did I miss anything, Dave, Phil? Well, I was going to ask, how many, uh, how popular is Intact in North America? Is it is it pretty popular here, too? I know it's popular in Europe. No, it's crazy popular, to be honest. And, uh, it? yeah, it is crazy popular. They have roughly, what, 14,000 installations right now, much bigger than Acumatica, uh, even though you are never going to hear about Sage Intact. The reason why you don't hear about Sage Intact so much is because their distribution model is very different, and that we saw in case of Sage. Okay, Sage, uh, you know, likes to commercialize their offerings through accountants. So if you are going to look at major accounting firms, okay, they all are going to be big fans of Sage Intact because it's naturally designed for them. When you are running an accounting firm, you are managing 20 different accounting clients. And if you have to do that in QuickBooks, you know how terribly difficult it is uh, for them. So let's say if I am an accounting firm, for me, it's just gold, pure gold, Sage Intact. So this is, I guess, the only solution that is going to be AICPA certified. And they are the only ones who actually claim that they are AICPA certified. And that's a big deal because accountants like to, you know, go for solutions that are going to be AICPA certified. Uh, last year, I saw the news, Andy. I think they won the award for the overall best product. I mean, you are naturally going to feel that based on the user experience and the momentum of the community, you would probably guess that Acumatica is going to win that award, okay? But Siege Intech won purely from the product perspective. And product, no doubt, is really good. If you look at the, the overall information architecture of the product, the way it is designed, the way experience is, it's just phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. It's just incomplete. That is the challenge with Siege Intech. Now... After the acquisition with Sage, and we saw that Sage also acquired Bright Pearl, one of the things that they did is, and for Sage, one of the markets that was really 
that was their favorite always. You know, if you look at construction, construction was go to market for Sage always. They have always been very strong in construction and real estate. So one of the things that Sage wanted to do, and that's what they are doing right now, is they wanted to position Sage Impact for construction. Before that, right now, if you actually look at their website, you know, construction is sort of there, but it's not there if you go deeper. <laughs> so, so they are trying to target and And by the way, I mean, for construction, this is going to be a great solution. If you talk to Sage as of today, they are going to uh, obviously prefer that you go for Sage Intact as of today because this is what is going to experience the most development dollars. They are using Sage Intact as sort of the prototype that, okay, uh, this is really good development team. Everybody should be following them. And now all of the products are going to follow this strategy. I'm actually going to kill all of my legacy products. Everything should be following the development methodology that Sage Intact has been using. So obviously, Sage Intact is going to receive a lot of attention inside Sage. And Sage, no doubt, has humongous customer base in the SMB space. In fact, if you look at purely in the SMB market, they are probably one of the largest in terms of the numbers number of customers in the SMB space, they might be one of the largest overall. So Sage Intact right now is trying to get a lot of different industry flavor. Traditionally, they never had that. Okay, it, it was a solution designed for accountants to do accounting. <laughs> that was the core positioning of Intact. So you don't really have, you didn't have the industry functionality. In fact, if you look at their sales order screen, they are going to appear very, very, very lean. So yeah, so I don't know, Andy, if I answered your question, but North America, they definitely are very well present. Uh, you don't hear them as often because it is going to be utilized by construction, real estate, not for private, public sector, financial services. Um, financial you know, services are huge. And, and, and they're, they're going to get a lot of business, new opportunity business just from word of mouth. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, you will see this in manufacturing as well, to be honest, okay? So Sage Intact is a great product for companies like Fulcrum. And the reason why it is a great product, in fact, if you think about Rootstock, Rootstock, the way they started, it was an MRP solution. And then they started developing their financial capabilities. That's how most, you know, if you look at the baby ERPs, they all start with the manufacturing they are going to sit on top of QuickBooks and then they are probably going to develop some financial capabilities as well. But those financial capabilities are probably going to be afterthought. So Sage Intact is a great solution for companies like Fulcrum, as, as I said. And the reason for that is because it's a marriage made in heaven. Uh, Fulcrum is not going to have any accounting capabilities. Sage Intact is not going to have any manufacturing capabilities. So now they can compete with a lot of different manufacturing products. But what you are buying is a really thick add-on uh, and two sort of add-on uh, kind of products that you are trying to fit together. Did I miss anything, else? Uh, Dave, uh, comment? Sam, I have a quick comment and, yeah. and probably not for, for this particular one because I know we're focused on Intact, but it's a, it's a question I've gotten because uh, there's a lot of people that'll have Sage Mass 100 or, or maybe a Sage 500 and, and it seems to me from your explanation that this is, it's not an extension of those products. It's a no. very different product. And I think that's a case, that's a point worth making because people can get confused on that very easily. Yeah. So right now, if you look at the Sage Intact organization, it's still very siloed overall inside the Sage umbrella. The, the whole organization is different. In fact, they have not necessarily integrated the Sage Intact website with Sage. And it's been three years since the acquisition. And the reason why, in fact, the channel is completely different. 
So if you look at, if you talk to some of the Sage partners, they might be selling Sage Intech, but they have to go through a different organization. It's, it's just a completely different organization right now. There is a chance that they might end up merging all of that, but they didn't want to lose that Sage Intech charm, whatever made Sage Intech, they didn't want to lose that. So Phil, you know, new co-world co, uh, I guess the classic uh, case study from MBA. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, but it's confusing to the customers because if they have an on-prem, they're running mass 100 and they say, well, I like Sage, I want to stick with it. And this is kind of the latest and greatest. It's not, it, it's not completely different as far as features or who the right clientele for that product would be. And I think it's just worth pointing out. You really got to understand it's like you say, it's almost a different company. Yeah, it's a different company, but it's a great fit for those companies that were utilizing Sage product for finance because Sage is obviously very deep in finance. So 100%, some, 100%. Yep, right? Yeah, those those CFOs like Sage for the same reason, like the, the mass uh, versions for the same reason. Exactly, exactly. So if you are going to change, and, and that's why I think Sage Intact is going to get the the large market share because it's a it's a easy replacement. You know, you don't really have to sell. You are using Sage. You are using something else for manufacturing. Now I am going to give you another product that is going to be a clear replacement for, you know, say 300, 500, and, and you can still uh, get the cloud native functionality. So in my mind, and that's why Sage Intact is winning a lot. I mean, they are growing very aggressively even now. And here, we have a little history here. So one of the things that you are going to notice on the slide is going to be that they started somewhere in 1999. And if you guys remember the date, this coincides with uh, the, the date when Salesforce was founded. So this is the same year. Now, if you actually think about it, that's a lot of time for SaaS company. Okay, Acumatica started somewhere in 2008. <laughs> and if you look at uh, from the popularity perspective or from the momentum perspective, you know, it seems as if Acumatica is far bigger than Sage Intact. Nobody knows where Sage Intact is, to be honest. Okay. And, but Acumatica has so much momentum. So overall, they have been in the market for far longer. If you look at the depth of the product, to be honest, the depth of the product is not there as much as you are going to see in some other products, such as Naturally. Naturally, when you look at that product, you know, it almost feels that now you can probably compare that SAP, compare that with SAP S4 HANA because it's localized and globalized in 100 countries. It has a lot of different deep operational capabilities. So overall, from the size of the product perspective, the product appears very big that it can compete with a lot of mainstream uh, ERP system, even though they all started uh, as the cloud native solution. By the way, 1999, if I remember correctly, I don't remember what we saw in the case of NetSuite, but I think this is the date when NetSuite also started, somewhere around that time. Now, then you look at the number of employees, number of employees, they are saying that they have roughly 500. That's slightly bigger than what Acumatica has right now. But then overall, from the organization perspective, the way Siege Intact's distribution model is, they have the direct sales force. Uh, Acumatica only likes to go with resellers. So that's why Acumatica can afford to be that small, but can have much larger impact because the only spend they are going to have is going to be R&D. Sure, there is going to be education training for the reseller, but overall from the size perspective, they don't need as strong sales team or the customer service team. And that's why uh, Acumatica is probably going to be smallest. But if you compare the number of employees, uh, it seems to be bigger than uh, your Acumatica. Now, uh, Sage Intech say was- Sam, the, Say yeah? Sam, NetSuite 1998. 1998, somewhere around the same time, right? Okay, perfect. 
so here, by the way, one of the things that you are going to notice is Sage was primarily a very European solution. Okay, it, it's a very European company. You know, if you are going to look at the solution, you are probably not going to see dollars in their data sheets. <laughs> you will probably see, you know, a lot of European currency. Uh, in fact, I mean, that's what you probably see in the case of SAP as well. So the reason why they wanted to really acquire Sage Intact is to grab that market share uh, in North America, even though Sage had significant large market share in North America in general, especially in the accounting community. But the, the, the whole idea of this acquisition was they wanted to uh, get the cloud native capabilities. They wanted to get large market share in North America. So it started. Uh, so uh, here they were available in five different regions, United States, Canada, UK, Australia and uh, South Africa. And they were acquired for roughly what, $850 million in 2017. Uh, and uh, here they are saying Intact was founded by, uh, and I'm not going to read this name, I think David uh, is one guy and there's another guy, Odysseus, okay, in 1999 as one of the first accounting applications for the cloud. Uh, the company's, uh, company was headquartered in um, California, similar to NetSuite. Uh, you know, most of them started as the startup, the, the Silicon Valley startup, uh, you know, uh, moving to the cloud before that nobody really believed that cloud could stay, sorry, the ERP could actually move to the cloud. So that's how NetSuite started. That's how uh, your Sage Intact started. Uh, in 2000, Intact got its first institutional investor, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sage Intact has a suite of subscription-based accounting products. Its web applications are built on top of its internally developed platform. Siege in tax application includes AP, AR, cash management, collaborate. Collaborate when I going to look, when you are going to look at that feature, it's almost going to feel like social media. A lot of companies have that feature. For example, most of the Infor products, you are probably going to see the social media component, uh, you know, as part of their mingle layer. Uh, this is the same thing that they have, but again, it's fairly lean overall. And I don't know how many companies really utilize, to be honest. And they are going to have something like Slack uh, or Teams. I don't know how many companies really utilize the social media collaborate aspect uh, of your financial application. But I can see why it would be beneficial, especially if you're a public organization, you have Sarbanes-Oxley requirements, and then you don't want to talk on Slack, which might be unsecure, I guess. <laughs> so that could be useful overall. Then they have the GL, order management, purchasing, reporting, and dashboards. If you look at the features, it's going to be very comparable with Microsoft GT, if you remember that. Okay, that's how it appeared overall, the solution, the capabilities. In fact, uh, I can see AP, so yeah, it's fairly comparable overall. Uh, but oh, in the functional capabilities, not from the product and sizing perspective, not from the technology perspective, only from the feature set perspective and the industries it is targeting, it's, it, seems to be comparable with Microsoft GP. Here they are saying Sage Intact released add-on software application for contract and subscription billing. Now this is the differentiator guys. Not many applications can do contract and sub subscription billing. Guys, SAP struggles with that. Okay, so that's a big deal. So, so now- these add-ons are, are owned by the Intact group. They're not, they're not third party. No, so this is going to be part of the product and that's why they win well in the professional services space where contract and subscription billing is going to be 
super needed okay we saw this in the case of netsuite so most of the newer breed of software they all have the contract and subscription billing and there are specific industries in which your contract and subscription billing is going to be a huge requirement and we all know how innovative in general the fast companies are okay so they were the first ones who wanted to actually go to cloud so all of these companies developed the contract and subscription billing capabilities that's why most of the uh, cloud native solutions are actually going to have this feature but traditional legacy solution might not have that and by the way the this whole the subscription billing and the revenue recognition issue came after uh, ASC 606 i guess and i don't know uh, phil you might remember when that was announced uh, that was a very recent change overall in the financial regulation perspective not many product could really catch up with the regulation it's it's years it's not it's a couple of years maybe yeah exactly yeah. exactly exactly and that's where you know a lot of companies started thinking you know what i don't want to go after that market i'm not in that market so I, i'm not going to build those capabilities but obviously a lot of solutions are going to have for example sap is definitely going to have that uh, they might not have subscription billing but they will have asc 606 here contract rev revenue management is a big deal guys okay so when you are looking at very deep professional services firm they are going to have thousands and thousands of contract that is going to have very deep billing requirements that's where sage intact really shines uh fixed assets again it's going to be really weak we are going to look at their reviews in general they don't really have a uh, very deep fixed asset mo module because sage intact has not been sold to industries where you are going to require that right so let's say if you are going to go with industries such as oil and gas and energy if you look at their website they don't even try to target those because you are not going to have fixed asset so from the financial perspective it's going to be a very strong solution but you are not going to have play in that those industries unless you have the fixed asset module and we saw in the case of ifs they have very deep erp they have very 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 deep asset management and they have very deep field service sage intact is not going to have any field service component uh, now sage intact the way they like to go after the market as you can clearly see here they are going to be they are going to have native integration with salesforce certify adp sap concur okay sap concur is the time and expense application that the enterprise grade time and expense application okay when you are going to have 50000 employees you definitely need something like that okay so that's where the integration is going to be super handy when you are looking at salesforce now you are going to have native integration with salesforce uh, sage intact is going to have some crm capabilities but for the most part if you are a large professional services company then you are probably going to require salesforce then you might get field service component as part of salesforce as well so these companies are trying to find their patches how they can align themselves with the other companies that are going to have a thin layer so that they can go to the market together that's how their mindset is overall from the company and the corporate strategy perspective they have mentioned that they have inventory management <laughs> you are not going to find a lot of inventory management there to be honest it's, it's not really designed for very inventory heavy companies so even though the term is same when you are looking at apicor info netsuite akimatica you know inventory management could mean a lot of different things so pay attention to the terms and and pay attention to the industries that they are trying to target uh, multi entity global consolidation one of the best functionality that you are going to find in any erp system okay they are really good at that now what else the project accounting project billing again project accounting uh, that's the reason why they are trying to go after 
these construction-centric organizations because they already had that deep capability and you have the subject matter expertise from Sage. So that's a natural fit overall, uh, you know, from the product perspective. And obviously project billing is going to be required for the professional services companies. So that's why they uh, like to go after that as well. Um, what am I missing here? That's, and as you can clearly see here, they are saying 14,000 customers, one four, okay? And uh, that's higher than Acumatical, lower than NetSuite, if my recollection is right. Okay, so here is how their industries are structured. As you can see, the construction is sort of highlighted now. That is the first industry. But I think this is alphabetical order, if I understand this right. So again, 90% of the ERP companies do that. So I don't know if the construction is really big market for them or you know, it's just a coincidence that construction seems to be the first one. Okay, so now when you drill down and you click on all industries as you have here, you will not see construction here. So that's where you know they sort of got into construction because now <laughs> Sage has the subject matter expertise, but when you are going to click on that, they are not there overall in building their page uh, for the construction. So construction is a, is a new deal, uh, even though it is actually receiving a lot of attention inside Sage and obviously Sage has very deep pockets in general. So, you know, they are going to be developing very aggressively, uh, you know, for the for the construction market. Uh, but overall, these are the industries that they like to target. They are not really the traditional uh, ERP industry, for example, financial services. There are only a few systems that can really work for financial services. And Sage Intact is probably going to be really strong because of their billing component you know, the subscription billing, that's what they are going to require. That's why Sage Intact is a natural fit there. Uh, healthcare is another beast. Sage Intact is going to have a lot of functionality over from, from overall from the healthcare compliance perspective uh, that you are not going to find in other systems. For example, let's say if you go for something like NetSuite or Acumatica, you'll be utilizing a lot of add-ons. So Sage Intact is probably a better fit uh, overall for healthcare. Hospitality, in my mind, is a very tricky one in general. Okay, in, that's a very tricky industry in general because you are when you are looking at the hospitality industry. Number one, it could uh, you know fall into a lot of different patches. So one hospitality industry could be you have these hotels and motels. Uh, if you are going after that, then you know you are probably going to require very sophisticated billing. Sorry, the reservation system for to manage your real estate properties. Now, for that, you are going to have some other add-on. Your financial solution is not going to be enough for that. So, and then hospitality could also mean something like your restaurants. Uh, now, restaurants typically have very different operational needs as well. There are solutions that are designed for those industries. But for the most part, these industries are not going to find a deep ERP system that is going to work out of the box just the way it works for manufacturing retail distribution. That's why these companies like to target those industries that, okay, you uh, use whatever you like and use Sage Intech for the financials. And that's why they are going after these industries. Uh, they have very deep not-for-profit. Not-for-profit is a very tricky space, guys. They require very specific accounting capabilities and they also require very specific your operational capabilities. For example, the fund accounting, the grant management, that is going to be the volunteer management. Uh, the program management, it's a very, very, very different vertical and uh, they've been a lot uh, in not-for-profit. You are going to see other solutions in the not-for-profit space. For example, Unit 4 uh, is another solution that is positioned for the not-for-profit 
public sector school, Sage Intact is going to be slightly superior in the cloud native capabilities. They are going to be superior for the not-for-profit, but I'm not too sure about these schools, to be honest. Okay, uh, Unit 4 is going to have far deeper capabilities for the universities, for the schools, because they require very different, very different operational capabilities. You are going to have companies such as Blackboard. Okay, Blackboard has very deep operational capabilities <laughs> overall from the school management, university management perspective, but they are not going to be as strong, obviously, in the finance space. So a lot of different layers there overall. Services could go in a lot of different layers, but I think what they mean here is going to be your professional services. And in my mind, the software and SaaS are going to be sort of part of that, but the there are different layers uh, in those industries. In general, it's a really strong solution for the professional services companies and they use, and all of those companies are going to be legal firms, tax firms, uh, accounting firms, CPA firms, that is going to be your software, marketing agencies, SaaS, that's where their play is. Wholesale distribution, not too sure, guys. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not going to be a fit. Uh, you probably will require a lot of add-ons. Uh, so even though you could sell to wholesale distribution, just because you are claiming that you have inventory management and you can cut some of the sales orders, uh, but this is definitely not good for wholesale distribution unless you are buying only for the financial capital. Okay, guys, so this is the sweet spot. I mean, this is what I just love. So if I'm the CFO, to be honest, this is paradise for me because, you know, this is what I like to see uh, as the CFO. I want to have as many dimensions, as many layers so that I can report uh, my uh, financial statements from many different perspectives. Now, you are not going to see this in the systems which are going to be operationally deep. For example, if you look at the majority of the manufacturing or the distribution system, you are probably going to have four dimensions. Uh, even your NetSuite and Acumatica, they are probably not going to have as many dimensions. So if you are a real estate firm where you are going to have 80 different entities, if you are a public sector firm or you are a city, okay, for a city, you are going to require far, far more dimensions because you are serving many different consumers. You know, it's just very complex business model, even for the cities and, and municipalities. Uh, they require far deeper dimensions overall from the analysis perspective. Here, we are looking at roughly, what, 11 dimensions, which is a big deal. And I think they can probably do more. And as I had uh, told you guys, this is the AICPA preferred core accounting software. And, you know, pay attention to the, the words. They are saying core accounting, meaning if you are buying this for accounting, this is one of the best. I'm telling you guys. Okay. This is really one of the best. Sage Intact receives the highest score in core financials, which is true as well. And that's what uh, I think this is uh, coming from Gartner if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, so Gartner is saying they have the highest score in core financial, okay? They are not saying ERP, they are saying core financial. So pay attention to that. So is this targeted at larger companies usually then, Sam? Exactly, I guess, you know, this is the trend that we have seen with a lot of different systems. For example, in the case of NetSuite, we saw that, you know, some companies that had 10,000 employees, they could use NetSuite, but they were using NetSuite only for the financial capability. Okay, so when you look at the length of the transaction from the finance perspective, literally you are starting at the GL level. Okay, then you are finishing at the closed level. But if you look at the operational depth of any ERP system, then the transaction has to start from your CRM, uh, from your lead to prospect to marketing automation to your uh, you know opportunity and then court and then order and then you know all of that that goes into your production, uh, your PPS process in the warehouse, and then finally your accounting. 
So accounting almost feels that, you know, I'm done. <laughs> Your operation is done. But here, the only thing they are doing is this much. Okay? That's a very, very, very short length of the transaction. So it's always about what is the length of the transaction, and that's what dictates which company you are going to work for. You can never use systems like Acumatic or NetSuite in a retail organization or the manufacturing organization that are going to have 10,000 employees. It's not going to work. You might be able to use it just for financials uh, because the length of the transaction is far shorter. So you don't really require as much capacity from the database perspective. Like that. I don't know what is the best way to predict, <laughs> but that's probably my best uh, assessment. So here, uh, they are seeing fast and powerful multi-ledger. Uh, and again, in a lot of different systems, they are going to be really weak in the financial functionality because most of the SMB, especially if you're looking at the traditional ERP industries, your uh, you know, retailer, manufacturer, distributor, they don't even care for multi-ledgers to be honest. Uh, you know, for example, Acumatica is probably not going to have as many ledgers uh, as your other bigger solutions are going to have. Uh, your InfoCloud Suite and Industrial are probably going to have uh, far more sub-ledgers in general. But do you need that is going to be a question of how sophisticated you are in your financial planning and how many transactions do you have? If you have 100 transactions a month, sure, who cares for multi-ledgers? <laughs> but let's say if you have... <laughs> A million GL entries, then you probably have to have that because it's going to be really hard to find those GL and, and reconcile those books. And I'm pretty sure Phil can relate with that. Uh, <laughs> but this is an interesting functionality to be closing uh, uh, sub-ledgers and, and subsidy ledgers independently is interesting. Exactly, exactly. Because this is what CFOs like to do, right? If they didn't have this, then they are going to have a lot of different admin effort, to be honest, to be able to accomplish this. Uh, it's going to require a lot of emailing, coordination. That's a nightmare. Well, right? it's long hours on close weekends is basically what you're giving them. There, You're giving them some of their life back here to stage it out. Exactly. And that's why CFOs and the accountants, they absolutely love state intent. This is really designed for them, right? So here uh, you are saying you can continue to operate business as usual during the close period by closing one ledger while other ledgers are still processing transactions. That's a big deal, guys. Okay, if you are looking for just the accounting solution, and that's the reason why accountants love it. And in fact, I mean, if you look at the way Sage is marketed and targeted, they have a menu item for accountants. <laughs> they have menu item for the Sage Intech as well because these are really targeting accountants and accounting firms. Here, now let's look at the, the menu structure and the solution. Now, uh, guys, if you actually take out the multi-ledger, uh, multi-entity functionality, to be honest, uh, the solution is going to appear very similar to how Odoo appears, to be honest. It looks very simple and lean that you probably don't have anything in the solution. <laughs> it does not come across as the ERP. You might want to compare this with QuickBooks. Obviously, it is not comparable with QuickBooks. Uh, it's far deeper overall in the financial capabilities. But overall, if you look at the menu structure, uh, you know, you look at the... Uh, the way information is structured. For example, let's look at the workflow. So you are creating a sales code. Okay, guys. Then you are creating a sales order. And then you are fulfilling an order. Sure, it's simple. But you have far more steps if you are looking for a wholesale distribution organization. <laughs> you know, this is where the money is. Fulfilling the order. Okay. So they have made it really simple. And guys, I mean, we are also going to review the screens. And then we are going to see what is their depth. Uh, of the capabilities as you progress through these capabilities. And then you are going to have uh, the, the sales invoice. 
obviously the split and merge transaction is a big deal guys okay in any solution that is where the depth of an a solution is so these guys can do it but obviously they i don't know if they can do the order consolidation to be honest order consolidation is typically very 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 hard yeah even in 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 larger erp systems so uh, they are able to do something i don't know if that is really at the gl level or it is starting at the at the order level um so we are going to review all of that but overall you know if you take out the cloud native if you take out the multi entity feature if you take out the dimensions reporting then it's very similar to your microsoft gp overall from the feature set perspective okay now look at the 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 beauty guys you know the solution the cleanliness of the solution it's one of the best one of the most logical solution that a cfo is probably going to find um, you know overall from the structural perspective you know it's one of the prettiest and that's the reason why uh, sage intact really wins uh, overall from the product perspective they don't win overall from the business model perspective they do win from the from the product perspective but again it does not have the depth as some of the other solutions are there a couple of things to note here is going to be the company level now you are going to see this in the case of acamatica as well uh, but obviously the acamatica is a very distribution manufacturing centric solution it's not really as uh, great at the the financial financial uh, you know cfos will not relate with it as a, an operation guy from the distribution they are going to like acamatica a lot more uh you know they uh, if you look at the cfo they will connect with this solution a lot or the way the information architecture is now just at the company level here you might see that you know what i have this multi company capabilities uh, in the case of acamatica netsuite netsuite is a comparable solution to sage intech acamatica is not okay acamatica does not have as deep global functionality they have very deep operation functionality but they don't have as deep global functionality Sage Intact and NetSuite, they both are going to have very deep global functionality. NetSuite is going to have best of all. <laughs> okay, NetSuite is going to have very deep financial functionality. They are going to have very deep operational functionality. But again, you know, it's not that NetSuite is going to work for every situation. It has a lot of things uh, may not be good for anything. Uh, you know, uh, so depending upon which business you are and what your needs are, so you really need to look at the the. core capabilities of the solution and assess whether that is going to work for you or not but some of the things that cfos absolutely love you know things like retail hour by location guys now that's the kpi that any of the retail industry cfo are going to appreciate that a lot it's retail hour by location okay so we have seen a lot of different kpis in the warehouse space they have things like square footage okay they want to measure a lot of things from the square footage perspective because that's where their large dollars are so here in case of retail they are going to uh, you know measure by, by this but again this is not going to provide you all those operational capabilities for the retail company this is going to be just the financial capabilities but if you are buying for the finance finance capabilities uh, this is really good okay so this is the sales code guys so sales code you know doesn't look very off overall but typically when you are looking at uh, you know systems like acamatica or netsuite you are probably going to see a very deep crm capabilities but here you are not going to find all of that so the workflow is starting from sales code <laughs> that's not how you know uh, most organizations work nowadays they are probably going to require salesforce and that's why sage intact is going to integrate with salesforce really well so salesforce and sage intact they go together overall in the market you have native integration um and people really like that and they sometimes prefer 
Siege Intact is, you know, the financial Salesforce or Salesforce for finance. Uh, yeah, uh, they really like that because it's really that easy to use. One of the things that you're going to notice at the sales code level is you have the project field right there. Okay, that's very rare to find in the manufacturing space because not every sales code is going to go towards a project. Okay, so it's designed for very project professional services, uh, you know, industries. So this is where the real differentiator is, how these screens are laid out, whether they are going to work for your industry or not. Uh, here they are trying to code for the chemical corp, uh, but I would doubt if this is, solution is going to work for the chemical company, to be honest, unless you are literally utilizing it for the financials or this chemical company is just a research-based professional services firm and the only thing they sell is the services they don't do anything with chemicals as such they are simply selling the study uh, based on chemicals on a piece of paper so that would be more of the professional services firm that is the r d firm in the chemical industry here look at the number of fields that you are going to have at the sales court level again very minimal exposure if you're going to look at netsuite or acumatica you are probably going to find far more in the cloud native category here this is where the dimensions are going to be handy guys this is something you are not going to find in any other solution this is really with sage intact you have eight different dimensions sometimes that could be too much to fill uh <laughs> you know but cfos love love it the more tracking that they have of the financial that's what they want but for a small companies if you have to enter eight fields just to create a code that's a that's too much even though they might be auto-populated based on the information structure that Sage Intact is going to have. But this is where the beauty is, guys. So if you are in the real estate industry where you are going to have a lot of different uh, entities, then you are probably going to require a lot of different dimensions. In fact, those companies, when I competed in those deals, they needed that. Uh, not for profit, they do require a lot of different dimensions. Public sector companies, they require, they need that, okay, for their analysis, for their segmentation. Uh, not so much in the manufacturing distribution. Okay, now this is another beauty. Now, when you look at the financial report writer, okay, you are not going to find this kind of report writer anywhere else in any other solutions. Even the companies that are going to claim that they have really easy report writer for anybody to be able to write. If you go to SAP, SAP is going to say super easy report writer. Anybody can pick it up. Anybody can do it. Acumatica is going to say the same thing. Anybody can pick it up. It's super easy. But guys, this is literally the drop downs. Okay, that's what you have to do here. Okay, so you can literally design the whole pivot table uh, and you can, you know, populate a lot of different things. You don't need a technical person to be able to create the report. Even in case of low code, no code, we have seen guys, uh, you know, low code, no code, even if you are coding through screens, it does not mean that the, the coding part is going to be easier because when you are working on these formulas, not everybody can pick pick up on them if they are not going to have SD programming or technical background. In this particular case, it appears as if it's a financial statement that you're creating and you are literally, you know, you have drop downs to be able to create your financial statement. This is the real beauty. You are not going to find this anywhere else. And that's the reason why accounting firms, uh, the CFOs are absolutely going to love this. Okay, so some industry capabilities. So here, this is for the nonprofit, right? So they are going to have some very deep capabilities. For example, let's say look at uh, the built-in grant management to provide comprehensive grant uh, tracking, billing, and reporting, pre-built FASB 958 compliant reports, and the non-profit digital uh, you know, board book to provide 
non profit industry best practice metrics okay guys so now this is deep into not for profit okay <laughs> you need that when you are a not for profit company you are not going to find this i would really doubt if you are going to find this probably next week i think has the not for profit uh, addition acumatica does not even target not for profit some resellers might target but you will probably require an add on um, to be able to use acumatica in not for profit so these are the capabilities that are built as part of the system itself you are going to find this in sap business by design sap business one you might require an add on so every company when they target not for profit they are probably going to have a not for profit or the public sector addition because they have very different needs from the capability perspective microsoft does have not for profit capabilities for most of their solutions i think they have public sector addition or not for profit so you might get that because microsoft has large market share uh, in these patches as well uh, you get a fully dimensional uh, you know chart of accounts that is true as well here native cloud from day one that is true connect with the systems of your choice like fundraising crms like salesforce payroll and more and that is true they have very deep operational capabilities that they require for fundraising none of the erp systems are going to work you need to get a fundraising system that is designed for not for profit and you have to integrate with one of the erps and obviously those fundraising companies are not going to have accounting capabilities or they are going to be really weak in accounting so obviously it's not going to work for you uh designed to grow with you here they are saying multi locations currencies uh, entities or program areas with real time consolidations uh, accounts vendors and reports across entities and this is the hipa compliant financials hipa compliant financials is big deal guys especially in the healthcare space unless you have that built as part of the product it's not going to work for your healthcare pa uh, patch so you know again sage intech is very strong there in for cloud suite industrial targets healthcare uh, there are some other solutions in the market that may target healthcare but healthcare is a very unique vertical in general if i remember correctly uh, during aptins discussion i think they uh, got rid of their presence in healthcare they didn't want to focus there if i remember correctly here uh, this is the trend that we saw with every single cloud native solution that they list their competitors and this is really good guys at least you know who they are trying to compete with and in this particular case they have the customer journeys identified for all of these customers that are most frequently moving uh, to sage intech so here quickbooks is a natural one no questions about that uh, now if you are considering netsuite netsuite and sage intech definitely compete at to add we saw this in case of netsuite as well netsuite listed sage intech as their competitor because netsuite is really strong in the financial capabilities they are not as strong uh, you know overall in the operational capabilities uh, for the manufacturing distribution organizations uh, but overall from the financial perspective they they are really strong there blackboard is a, is an outlier to be honest but uh, you know seems like i don't know if blackboard they have developed their financial capabilities because they were really 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 good at uh, i believe they were competing in the not for profit is, is their biggest vertical uh, schools universities if i remember correctly but i don't know if they have develop the financial capabilities maybe they did and that's why uh, they have listed them as the competitor which is a unique player there uh, acumatica obviously acumatica said in tech netsuite they compete head to head they all three are in competition you have some very interesting one that i have never heard of <laughs> and it says abila mip fund accounting that must be very unique to not for profit so they must be really specialized in that fund accounting and even the fund accounting gets very deep overall in the accounting capabilities to be honest that's why you have a specialized solution there 
And uh, MS Dynamics 365 Business Central, as we all know, it's really strong in that core financial capabilities, and they have the public sector uh, version as well. And the MS Dynamics GP was always targeted towards these industries. That's why you have listed. You are not going to see other players such as InfoRapico here because obviously they are not targeted for those industries. Okay, this is what we saw in case of NetSuite as well, that they could do all of this. This is where the multi-entity functionality shine. Okay, now in, in the case of NetSuite, you had far deeper multi-entity capabilities when you look at the, at the inventory level. Now, Sage Intex is not going to have all of that. Even though both are claiming that they have the multi-entity functionality. These guys have multi-entity functionality at the financial level. Okay, they are not going to have as deep multi-entity capabilities at the inventory and the operations level. These two are two different things when you are looking at that multi-entity functionality. But overall, from the org perspective, when you look at this, you are going to feel, oh my goodness, you can do so much. All of my entities are going to live in one database. It's going to be so awesome. But again, this is more from the financial perspective. So we have some reviews that we can cover. So now, uh, based on whatever we discussed, guys, your assumption is going to be any CFO or any of the industries that are going to be slightly more not-for-profit, service-centric, marketing agencies, SaaS, anything related to financial, they are probably going to appreciate this. The operational companies might not appreciate this. So now let's validate that with uh, you know whatever we discussed so far. So here the first review is coming from company in the real estate industry. And from uh, our discussion so far, Sage Intact is going to be a great fit for the real estate. So let's see if they like this and, and how they are using it. Uh, by the way, this review is from 2022. So it's fairly recent. Uh, you know, it is uh, vetted based on the abilities that Sage Intech may have as of today. So Sage Intech maintains an administrative order of the financial procedures within the company. As we guessed, you know, they are going to be using for the financial functionality. Here they are saying, help me easily manage payroll payments and also has detailed reports of all of the departments through the follow-ups that are given. Our assumption is going to be anything related to financial reporting, anything related to financial analysis, you cannot need Sage Intech. It's that powerful. So no wonders there that she likes that piece of functionality. Now, let's look at some of the, the negative uh, you know, comments here. So it says that it slows down when having a ton of data, lack of platform optimization. Now, guys, let's look at the length of transaction. It's really short. So I have no idea why Sage Intact is struggling there, to be honest. If you cannot pull off the financial transactions for the 200 employee company, seriously, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so there is something to it. So I don't know if it could be because she was coming from an on-prem version and she had this perspective that systems are supposed to be super fast, uh, you know, because on-prem and cloud, it's going to be a different experience. So sometimes you could feel it because of that. But this is strange because you are using only for finance and this is a 200 uh, company. So why are you slow? It doesn't make any sense. Then it is saying that the problem is such is not very well designated because if I want to search for the name of a client, employer, supplier, or company, it must be by their first words. That seems very legacy problem, to be honest. It doesn't make any sense. Again, I don't know if this is really a training issue. This seems like as if the system was designed for 1980, even though it is one of the prettiest that we have seen. The development looks fancy but i really don't know what's going on here to be honest 
Well, the um, you know, training site is very outdated as the articles and training videos have not been updated in a long time. So that might be exactly what it is. No, I mean, training is different. I mean, training, I have seen that companies, even if they are going to be really good, sometimes they don't update the training. Uh, but here, this is a real issue with the product itself. Okay. And this issue it seems very legacy, to be honest. This should not be in the cloud native system. You know, if you are really good uh, at the cloud native development, to be honest. Uh, the training is a different issue, Andy. I mean, even if your, let's say, product is good and you are not investing as well in training, sometimes, you know, that's okay. But at least your product should work. <laughs> so here, when I say training issue, meaning the training of this user, the way she is searching in the product. That's what I mean by training. But this is shocking that 200 people real estate company, the product is struggling. That's a screen. Now, let's look at the second one. E-learning company, guys. So our assumption was, E-learning company is going to be a great fit because they would fall under that professional services bucket. In this particular case, they have uh, 500 to 1,000 employees. So here they are saying, we also use third-party applications for intech, such as they are using Armatic for AR collections automation. Um, sure, uh, you know, again, professional services companies are going to have far deeper needs from the financial perspective. So if you are really strong financial solution, I am going to assume that you probably don't require any add-on for finance. But in this particular case, they require add-on for even finance. So again, look at the, the how lean the solution is overall. Uh, you know, So here they are using 2CP for payments that is going to be applicable in every single case. And then they are saying expense connect for concur integration. So they are, Sage Intech does not even have PNE, which is again strange, right? <laughs> Uh, you should probably have TNE, but for the construction addition, I think they might have uh, the jobs and the and the TNE. So it's very 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 strange overall that they don't have these basic capabilities even for the the finance organization. So here they are saying automation of invoice delivery, uh, not making a lot of sense. Uh, if you are a cloud native solution, you should probably have that. Why you would struggle with that? Lack of training articles, documentation. I don't like it. Uh, you know, I would expect Sage Intech to provide the documentation the way their screens are. And their screens are really pretty. So make your documentation training pretty as well, guys, <laughs> because that's needed. Then revenue management built-in payment solution. Payment solution is, is a different deal. Uh, most ERP systems don't have that. So I'm not going to take that as a, as a criticism for them. Uh, Sage Intech is great for SaaS companies. I agree. Their training site is very outdated as the articles and training videos uh, have not been updated in a long time. We'll see what other users are saying uh, before we conclude that. The team is terrible at resolving issues in a timely manner. Now, I don't get this. Okay, when you are a SaaS startup, you should not have support issues. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, why uh, you have support issues? So uh, CH typically is very good in general based on my experience. In, but I mean, it could be because they are asking question that should go to a reseller. They are going to be far more informed in general in answering the questions that are going to be consulting related. So maybe they are trying to deal with Sage Tech and they are not getting the answers that they are looking for that could be the issue. Revenue management is a challenge for us since you can't set up a revenue schedule and rely on it to work properly. A what? That does not make any sense. Okay, because our assumption is going to be, okay, you are really strong at finance. You should be able to do at least finance. So why are you not able to manage my revenue? I don't get it. There is also no automation for invoice delivery. That could be the email issue. I don't know what's going on there. 
but I'm a bit, bit confused overall why these users are complaining for these things. These are going to be basic functionality that you would expect if you are a real accounting solution. I'm buying you for the finance functionality. At least give me the complete finance solution. But seems like that's not what people are getting here. And that's another recent. That was March 9th, 22, Sam. Exactly. That's what that's, I'm talking about. That's, real, that's almost a real-time review. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's very recent. I'm shocked. I'm telling you. Here, let's look at another one. So here, this is the financial services vertical. Investment management company, 51 to 200 employees. Okay. Again, aligned with their core expertise. Here, they are saying they use it for automate the accounting function, allows you to visualize data, whatever. Then the negative reviews, usually some delays from some modules to others. For example, posting a period through AP bills will take about five minutes before you see it in the prepaid module. The same goes for fixed assets. Now, that's not making any sense, guys. Okay, again, this is a very deep financial functionality. You are good at finance. Give me at least finance. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. Either we are using a lot of add-ons and because of that, you have the communication issue. But something is not right about these reviews. And again, this is a very recent review. Here they are saying good at automating the accounting function as a whole. Completely agree. You are right. Uh, you know, they are designed for accounting. So at least do the accounting really well. But seems like people are really complaining even for the accounting. Uh, let's look at some more. So this is also the investment investment management. Uh, this is the same review. I think we recopied it. So here, this is the not-for-profit organization. This is another similar size organization, 51 to 200 employees. Uh, you know, that's their size. This is director and legal uh, is what is reporting this. So most of the comments are going to be related to finance. Here, they are using it for 11 departments. Uh, that's, that's where Sage Intact is really powerful. So here they are saying, however, if the purchasing document is incorrect, the approver can only decline it and the submitter must re-enter the purchasing document again as opposed to just updating the submission. Again, guys, not making any sense. Not making any sense. Guys, if you are really strong at finance, I don't have to re-enter this. Okay, the reason why you re-enter it is going to be when you are going to utilize systems like you know QuickBooks, Odoo, those are going to be really lean overall in terms of functionality. But Sage Intact, I'm going to expect that I am buying Sage Intact, I should get really deep finance functionality, not making any sense. Third-party software for sales entry. Uh, our employee users to input their our invoices for account receivable. Uh, we are running into issues where not all sales entries will process. So again, there is a little problem there with sales and finance communication. Here, we must convert PRs into bills to be paid. This process takes six to eight clicks per PR. And my understanding is going to be PR would mean purchase receipt, right? A purchase receipt and that's, yeah, that gets converted that into sense. this, right? So, so this is six to eight clicks per PR, per invoice. I just don't know what is going on here, to be honest. It's a very lean solution. Uh, you know, it looks very pretty. So why am I taking six clicks? It, it's not making any sense whatsoever. So, okay, so obviously AP is struggling a lot. Uh, I have no idea what's going on here. Let's look at some more. So this is the family management company. Guys, family management company, if I'm in the family management space, I am going to have a lot of different entities. You know, I need to consolidate a lot of different businesses. Sometimes I may own a restaurant in the construction company. Sometimes I could be all over the place because that's how most family management companies are, right? So here for them, this is going to be really good. So now let's look at 
you know, what this company is thinking. So again, this is going to be a great fit for Sage Intact. You have 11 to 50 employees. I would think that is slightly smaller for the Sage Intact market. They might feel that the solution is going to be slightly complicated for them. Maybe they are probably going to be right candidate for QuickBooks or uh, that would be my take on these guys. So we have been using Intact for all of our family companies. Great job in selecting the right solution. The new bank reconciliation is ridiculously complicated. So I think their expectation is going to be that I am going to have that QuickBooks experience. Most ERP systems don't have that. Okay, they just don't have it. So, uh, you know, again, I think the problem is really with the user, not really with respect to the solution. Uh, if you are doing accounting for several companies, it is really simple to use in check. Yes, I agree with you because you don't have to switch back and forth between your companies. You are right. Saves a lot of time and energy. However, if you have to have an audit trail for some of the transactions, you won't have it because you can delete the transactions. And once you are done, it is gone. Nowhere to be found. Now, I'm confused, guys. I'm that, confused. Does. that can't be right, Sam. That <laughs> cannot be right. I'm confused. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, I am telling you that, you know what? I am the, the solution for a CFO. <laughs> and I am I'm, I'm going to have really deep financial capabilities. We saw in the case of NetSuite that NetSuite did this really well, to be honest. They had really good auditing capabilities. But this does not feel right. <laughs> no. No. It's the uh, one... It, it, the, People new to ERP complain on the other side saying you never can get rid of anything. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are so right. Guys, the other review. Here you are looking at a company that has 5,000 to 10,000 employees. That's a big deal. One time we saw a company that has 50 to 200 employees that was complaining that Sage Intact is slow. Now we have a company that has 5,000 to 10,000 employees. Obviously, they are going to have uh, you know far more transactions. In general, uh, you know, for their company, they are in the professional services space as well. Their transaction length is not going to be as thick, but for the most part, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 is a big deal. So here they are saying use Sage Intact to integrate with multiple financial applications. And this is where Sage Intact really shines. When you are going to be professional services companies, uh, you know, you are probably going to have a lot of different tools. For example, for project management, you are probably going to use either Jira or Asana. You know, software developers, they don't like to even remotely touch an ERP. <laughs> There's no way uh, you know you can sell an ERP to them, to be honest. They're never going to use it. So you will need to integrate a lot of different applications uh, with your ERP. And that's where uh, Sage Intact is really a great solution, to be honest. And these companies are going to have very deep integration capabilities. So they, they can integrate themselves. themselves. So that's why uh, Sage Intact is a great solution overall for the professional services companies. Uh, so here, they seem to be happy with it. The only complaint that they have made, which is going to be customer support, legacy application, seriously, there is no way. The only reason why these guys are complaining that this is legacy is because these guys are software developers. <laughs> okay, They are used to of seeing these fancy websites. Your ERP is not going to have similar experience. Okay, Sage Intact is one of the prettiest solutions that you are going to find in the market when it comes to ERP. But guys, tracking finances, what's going on here? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that does not make any sense. So either it is going to be the user issue or it is going to be the, uh, I don't know what's going on there. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Let's look at some more. So here, this is another big one. So here, IT company, 10,000 employees. So here they are saying we have used Sage Intact for driving sales, vendor management, consolidating our finances, 
and management of inventory. Now, management of inventory for an IT company is a very different deal than for a company that is going to be retail and they are going to have 10,000 employees. So don't get confused. Okay, in this particular case, this is the IT company. Here they are saying customer support is not good. I get it. Your expectation is that you are probably going to get all of the answers from the ERP company. You are never going to get that. Get a consulting company, they'll give you far superior answers. So the problem is in you, not with region. Here they are saying it is best switched in bulk financial project, which need proper inventory management. <laughs> IT companies don't do proper inventory management, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, so again, I don't think this is right. Uh, the vendor management, financial accounting, it allows cross-dimensional analysis of customized reports, which helps in better reporting and management. That too, with minimum effort, makes it a good tool in the market. Seems like they are really happy, to be honest. So if Sage Intact is working with a 10,000 people employees, uh, 10,000 employees organization, um, I'm not really sure what was wrong with the other review where they complained. Uh, about the slowness when you were really 500 employees. Uh, I just don't get it, or 200 employees, I believe. One more uh, quick one. So here, this is a banking company, uh, banking as a loan company. And guys, when you are a loan company, you are going to have very different needs. Uh, we have a high volume of uh, intercompany transactions that our previous software was unable to accommodate to us without having the entire booking process be manual. And I have seen a lot of banks, this whole process is very manual. So that's where Sage Tech really shines. Here I can schedule reversals and post uh, intercompany transactions to both entities very seamlessly. Uh, complaining about account payable, financial reporting, seriously? <laughs> you are not happy with the financial reporting of Sage Intech? Uh, there's something off here. I, I just don't get it. Uh, not for novice entry level bookkeeping. They're, they're very small though, Sam, don't forget. Exactly, 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 um, yeah. So that's it, guys. So we can take some comments. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my head around the, uh, the reviews. They don't align, and they're right? all really recent. And I know that review uh, website is outstanding, right? Yeah. They, they validate them. It's that's, I, that's a go-to website, but something just is wrong about those reviews. So I, I, I'm just trying to take that in. It, it doesn't seem like it could be related to any kind of a release or anything like that. I mean, it, it is so odd that they're so recent, though, within the last four months, really. I think the oldest one was January of this year, but I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Phil. I mean, you know, the other thing that stands out about them is that as, as we are going through the rest of, uh, you know, the, the deck, I, this is for me kind of the first one that that the user comments have not really aligned like at all. I mean, it's just so it feels so far out of left field uh, what the that experience has been. I'm just sitting here kind of shaking my head over it. Outside of that, the only other thing that really uh, jumped out to me on this, uh, Sam, it was a comment that you made. And I, I, I think as you're looking at all of these uh, different solutions and weighing out the options, but that that multi-entity from the perspective of uh, finance versus you know operations and and warehousing, I think that's a really important point uh, for people that are out there that are considering any of these different options to really be mindful. Uh, again, going back to you know what's your business model, what do you see in terms of growth in the future, and how does you know this particular solution fit into those things? But yeah. User comments threw me for a loop today. Don't forget the persona of the type of person that would enter a review on these sites. 
you know, they certainly can be vetted and and confirmed by the by the uh, the, the, the company that does the say itself. But you, the opinions you're either going to get the people that are really jaded, and usually it's their own fault, but they're complaining to the world, or you're going to get the other ones that are very very happy, and their ERP vendors have motivated them. To post a review so you're going to get those you know bipolar type comments and that might be the reason why we've had some of those weird ones today but what's what's hard on that one and i and i and i hear you and i think that is a good point when you're looking at reviews to keep in mind that you know just because someone actually was that person doesn't mean that the review is is a value but they were given these guys eight stars and then the the very specific examples of functionality that, to, and Sam kept making the point because the, the presentation to, to Dave's point really did highlight where these guys are strong. And the thing I like about this software is you can tell, you can tell what they're trying to do. You can tell who they're trying to sell it to. You can, you know, you can, you can get your head around exactly what this is. And when you, as a, as a customer or a potential client, you would say, that's a good one for you to evaluate. And then you get to the reviews and what I thought was the center of their strength, all of a sudden, you know, you, the financial reporting isn't any good or, you know, you, you get you get these weird comments. That's the part that jumped out at me. And and I agree, Andy, with where, where you're coming from uh, and your perspective on it. But I, I got to kind of uh, echo what you just said, Phil. I mean, that, that finance to see so many people call out specifically that the financial reporting component in that one that was, uh, you know, a manager in finance and accounting for a, a loan. I mean, you would you would think out of all people, right, that's going to be the person that knows whether or not this is, you know, uh, acceptable, you know, functionality. So I, I don't know. Um, Especially the yeah. financial roll-up looked awesome. The reporting, yeah. the self-reporting module looked awesome. I mean, you had all this great stuff on the screen. So, yeah, I that that one, David, you said it perfectly. I think this is the first one that we've done. We've been at this for a while, where that the the reviews were just not aligned. Yeah. Don't forget, everyone's opinion of of their current system is always in relation to their previous experiences. Yeah, that's so a very good if point. they had something that was either implemented really badly before, it does, or or is really not a good system, it doesn't take much to impress, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point and too. The, the only rebuttal I have to that, Andy, is the one specific one that jumped out at me was migrating from QuickBooks. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, so, I know, I, I know. I can't but even you get behind remember, that. QuickBooks has an amazing <laughs> following, though, too. I, Good point. Right? Good point. There is a they they have a very loyal following, right? That that some people will go through the wall for them. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. So good I good stuff tonight, though. Oh, I I thought it was a good I thought it was a good one tonight. That's the this was very focused and and helped me answer a few questions about about where these guys really live and where they're strong as well. So they're helpful. Okay, amazing. Any other comments, guys? Uh, Andy or Dave? Uh, just some short ones. Then Thanks, we have, Sam. Need to wrap. It was, it was uh, great as always. All right, guys. So just to wrap, uh, if you are in the market for those non-traditional industries which are not going to be very ERP focused, and if you're buying a cloud-native solution that is going to be really strong at financials, Sage Intact unquestionably is an amazing solution there is no but make sure you guys are going to be 
paying attention to the reviews and you guys are going to be looking at those features because that's where the trick is. Maybe the users were uninformed or maybe there's a real problem with the solution. So make sure you read them. Uh, at least you have that intel. On that note, I really want to thank everybody for your time. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every uh, Tuesday, we review one vendor or the solution. So make sure you are going to be here next week. We are going to be reviewing another vendor or the solution. On that note, thanks again, everybody, for your time and insight. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about ND Practical, head over to essoft.com. It's essoft.com. If you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to thechrysler.club. It's T-H-E-C-R-Y-S-L-E-R dot C-L-U-B. If you want to learn more about Phil Kerper, head over to ringlingbusinesssolutions.com. It's R-I-N-G-L-I-N-G B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Rich Said, who describes his journey and the pitfalls of implementing six ERP projects throughout his career. Also, the interview with Jim Downs, who shares his insights into the importance of tracking meaningful financial KPIs to improve profitability and growth for CPG companies. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to get you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.